Welcome to Soul to Scene. I'm Andy Cooper from RMS Motoring, and this is a podcast where a bunch of car forum members talk motors. And in this episode, among other things, the new M3 and its wondrous snout. So speaking of deviated septums, I guess I should introduce my fellow hosts, uh, Craig Allen. Hello. Uh, who you may know as Rocco on the forum, and Gary Riley. Hello. Who is none other than Gaz. Now, no doubt we'll find out more about these chaps uh, later, but uh, thanks for listening. We hope to bring this podcast out monthly-ish and hopefully use the reach of RMS to wangle some interesting guests along to the show, which we'll kick off next week. But anyway, uh, first up uh, is the new M3. It's so hard to talk about because no matter how good the car is, no matter how good the engine is, no matter how well it drives, no matter the fact that BMW have brought out five generations before this and they've always been well accepted and they're they're kind of part and parcel of the whole car enthusiast community now. You, everyone's had an M car at some point. No matter all that, you go back to the grill. That's what it people is. talk about, and it's it's like it's like meeting an old friend you haven't seen for yonks, and it's just on six months in jail, and you're trying not to talk about it, you know. But it always gets brought up. He just can't get past it. Do you know? Do you know? I was I was thinking about this. And what other car in recent times has been so divisive on, on styling choices? Yeah. It is the the Disco Five. So Land Rover Discovery Five with the offset number plate. Have you ever seen that? You've been sitting behind one. And yeah. Going, Why the mm-hmm. fuck is that number plate not in the center? They sell a kit to center them now. Well, yeah. someone sells a kit to center them. Ev- yeah. Evolve maybe over in London. Sell yeah, a kit but, to center them. But I think you have to you have to cut the bootlet. Madness. Now, yeah. now, you don't have to cut the bonnet to get rid of your uh, large nostrils on your, your M3 or M4, but uh, Craig, your thoughts, same as Gary, hate the nostrils, What's what are you reckon? Yeah, I can't stand them. Uh, the good news is that horrible yellow colour is free, a non-metallic colour, so no one has paid extra money for that. This is this, this is the, the, the sort of diarrhea yellow looking version. Sao Paulo yellow. Right. Okay. After Sao um, Paulo had a flipping bad curry. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's fucking brutal. But someone posted in another WhatsApp group a black one, and I looked at it and went, you know what? That's the best color to get because it eats the grills. Yeah. But that that's that highlights the issue. It's a shame it has to be a totally dark car. Yeah. Uh, that feature, you know. It's, and you'd be reversing it into yeah. your driveway forevermore. Because when the E thirty six came out. It was quite a kind of a very plain looking car next to the E30. And there was a bit of flack about that. And then they brought out the E46 and suddenly it's had steroids and it's massive looking and it's got the power dome and the bonnet. Then they brought a D92 and it's, oh my God, they got rid of the six cylinder. They've gone to a V8, you know, that's, that's ruined it. Then came the F80 and it's a four door. It's no longer a two door, blah, blah, blah. But this one here, just the car is now out. It's on sale and people are still talking about the front end. They just can't seem to get past it. Are people still sore from them dropping the fact that you couldn't get a two-door M3 and the change to the M3 and M4. I don't, because I don't think that the M3 buyers jailed with the M4. don't know. I think, I think there's a lot in the name. You know, the name carries a lot with it. And it, it sounds like a very, very, it's a very minor change to go from the M3 to the M4 in terms of what's written down. But yeah, it, it has lost something perhaps. It's still into 75 grand now. Yeah, it's big money, isn't it? 75,000 pounds. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's not cheap. Headline figures in this thing. It's 500 brakes, so the, the, only the competition cars are coming to the UK, so we're all getting the 500 brake version with the carbon pack and stuff like that. Same as 55 twin turbo 3 litre engine. 
Yeah. Three liter, is it three liter? Uh, same, same as the previous car with a wee bit more poke. All the current ones, I think, are rear wheel drive. And then there's a four wheel drive version coming later in the year. I saw one of these in the flesh, one of the first cars delivered to a Northern Ireland customer last week and had a good look around it. And it was in that darker green color that uh, I have a picture of it here. I'll post it in the show notes. And see in the flesh, it's not as bad as it looks in the pictures. And I'm talking specifically about the snout isn't as you i could see a time and place where we could possibly get used to it when you're standing at the back of it when you're standing at the back of it and you just parked it awesome. on the nearest wall <laughs> you know what i'm i've got the configurator open here and i just clicked on that green which is called isle of man green by the way it, it's, it's a lovely really color. nice it is it's really a lovely color mm-hmm. so if you flick through them there's portamao blue no red god no Grey metallic, no, looks like fuck all. Oxide grey, no. Tanzanite blue. Tanzanite blue is not bad. Pretty nice. So between it and the green one, really. Well, uh, JKC and Coleraine have a red one. I didn't think it would look too bad, but I actually thought, yeah, the red didn't look too bad. You know, if it's a strong colour like that, it's not a Larry colour, like red's quite normal and acceptable. The only problem is... It, it highlights the snout completely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Look at look at the, the, the thing at the front. That that's what you came here to see. There it is. Get deal with it. I think well, maybe what, maybe it's been yeah, unapologetic. At when you look at the back, you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be fantastic looking." Mm-hmm. And then you get that. It is beefy looking from the rear. There's no question that. Yeah. Once again, anything else? Maybe it'll, uh, over time, it'll just become normalised. Like the Fiat Multipla, as long as car ever made, and people got used to it. It's still no, 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 no one, no one <laughs> ever got used to the Fiat Multipla. Horrible. I think it's if you look up, horrible, but it's still sold. If if you look up fugly in Wikipedia, True. there's a there's a multiple picture at the top somewhere there. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a picture of a Sanyong Rexton, <laughs> yes. I believe. Or that other thing that had the upside down BMW lights in the back of it. Yeah, that was never a looker, was it? Brilliant. And, and in there with a with a Renault van time or something like that. Uh, but but anyway, I we like them. What? You like you them. would. You would, from a, from, a, from a man who had a focus with triangles up the side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to be kind say that the new M3 for me is a, it's a four-pinter. <laughs> as good as it can go. Four-pinter. Yeah. We'll stick with the Bavarians for, for a moment. Uh, the, the Legends of Munich, 30 years to last month, the E36 was released. Now, the M3, I think, came a year later, but that's making me feel a bit old. Nostalgic. That is just unbelievable. Uh, that was the first time, well, I don't know much about the 36 compared to the 30. That, that's obviously a bigger and heavier car, but I know the the M3 was the first right-hand drive M3, but it was the same body shell as the regular car. And I think we we're, we're all, all just saying that it missed something. The E30 had that the wide arch, the flared arch look, and the, the E36 was much plainer. But Gary, you've had an E36 M3. They're a damn good car. Yeah, I've had a couple of them. Um, I actually was probably about 17 or 18 if I first saw uh, a Dakar yellow one on the road. I was actually driving behind it and I just fell in love with it. And I know it, it wasn't, there was nothing mad about the car. As you say, it, they went for understate or rather an overstate in terms of styling, but just looked beefy on the road and I'd read quite a lot about it and I knew how powerful it was and all that. And I just loved them and I always sort of thought, you know, I'd love to have one. And then uh, it's about 18 years ago. I wasn't really looking for one. I was just sort of scaring auto trader, saw one for sale on Craig Avon, started doing the old man, ma- man maps, as you do, and then went and got it that evening. And that was uh, your, it up. the Alpine White. Was it Alpine White? Is that the color? Yeah, that was an Alpine White. It was the three liter, uh, non-evil. 
and I brought it up that night and just just loved the car. It was 286 brake, which was a lot for me at the time because I only had really a Civic VTI before that, which was a lot less powerful. But and then a few years later, I bought a, an Evo version as well, which is 321 brake. Yeah, awesome. You want to hear awesome. something controversial? Mm-hmm. No. I've never even sat in an M3. No way. In, in any M3? Any generation. You, are any you must have. What are yep. you doing on this program? Never even sat in one. Never mind we, driven. Never mind owned. Never we, sat in well, one. Now's your will. chance because there's loads of them sitting in BMW garages. <laughs> for I would look at the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can see those nostrils would sit you. I will not be popping my M3 cherry with that bloody thing. No. We we will if if this thing goes anywhere, we will we will get the podcast on the road. I will borrow my brother's E92 and we will take it out and try not to lose the license because that's that's what M3s are for. Front engine, rear wheel drive, I'm, I'm black lines. Back, I'm trying to think back to all the people who I know who have had M3s and it's I keep coming back to Chris Burns. And yes. he lives so far away from me that I'm just thinking, no, I've never been in the car with him. And he had a beautiful F80 uh, M3 along with he had a, a CSL. Of, yeah. And he had a 46 as well. Chris has had a lot of them. He's had some CV, Chris, Fast and the Furious Life, and of course, uh, Top Gear. And speaking of Top Gear, have any of you guys been watching the show? I, I switched off from Top Gear about 52 years ago when they started no. uh, going from what? a serious car show to being uh, Laugh of the Week. Oh, God, no. I suppose you would fucking no Ledman's back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I wouldn't take it that far. No, <laughs> no, it, it's it's absolutely brilliant. This series has has got me hooked. This series has mm-hmm. got me hooked again. The unfortunate thing is, it finishes up next week. That's four episodes, and I, I keep hearing good things. I do mean to watch it. You know, it's it's just I think I switched off from the original Free Guys. Kind of started taking it down a ludicrous route. And then ever After, since then, there's so much material on YouTube, there's so much content everywhere else. I kind of spend my time looking at it. That's a very good it's, point. It's it's entertainment. It's not a car show. Yeah. It's yeah. not car wow or those types of things. It's you have to go in thinking, right? I'm I'm going to get a bit of information on a car I'll never be able to afford, and three guys pissing about. But the new series has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, first episode, Dad's Cars, and that was it. It was Dad's Cars and the <laughs> new Lamborghini hybrid thing cyan which only has it has a thing called a super capacitor and the only thing it does is smooth out the gear changes on the massive v12 engine it does it's not nothing it's else. not like a not a flux capacitor no and it's <laughs> no. not it, it's probably not going to get you free tax at the end of the day and we'll get it, you was it was a monster i was a big fan of it huge fan of it, it well i'll make a deal if, if you go for a test driving an m3 i'll watch the whole series <laughs> I don't think BMW would let me in. Let me in the doors. Never mind an M3. Uh, do you know? Do you know what? I think as a uh, we'll, we'll we'll make some notes as an incredible idea for a feature where we just start going test driving in like local dealerships, and we'll we'll record it all for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> record it all secretly. We made, made forty one attempts. We're turned away from forty. <laughs> Kia, let us in. Like that. Here, uh, I, I like the Kia Stinger. I'm a fan. <clears throat> We, I'd have a I'd, I'd have a Kia Stinger tomorrow. I have nothing against Kia. We, we had a Kia Sportage for two years quite recently. It was my wife's car. And it was a great car, no issues. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a GT line. So no issues whatsoever. Really reliable. Nice to drive. Well equipped. Lots of options. And I, I couldn't fault them. You know, I think there's a, a bit of bad snobbery around them. 
They always make a nice looking car. A friend of mine had the original Sportage with a 1.7 diesel engine on and pulled out to overtake a lorry once and nearly killed him and his entire family because it oh just God. didn't go anywhere. It had no mo- movement in it at all. Just yeah, didn't that go. was uh, the CRDIs. They were a little bit underpowered there, they weren't. Yeah, well, he immediately, I think he had it out on a weekend test drive because he was mm. for buying it and just brought it back. I went, no, this is absolute garbage. That reminds me, years ago, my first car was a car set my friend had one too, and we used to joke that they were called scenic cars because you'd pull out to overtake someone, couldn't go anywhere, just have a look around, pull back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And, and here, but Kia makes some great, uh, Kia do make great stuff, and I'll tell you where they do is, because they're this whole platform share with Hyundai for their electric stuff. I, I think they have their sites obviously on the mass market, and I think that yeah, it's uh, not Tesla money either. No, exactly. So it's it's ten grand cheaper than your your cheapest Model Three or whatever. So I think, and, and they're genuinely a good car with really good range. I think that they will absolutely uh, fly fly off the shelves. And and as uh-huh. you say, Gary, that they they make good cars now. In fact, they probably make better quality cars than they probably get challenged the Germans for for quality and certainly for what is the seven year warranty. How, how can you yeah. compete with yeah. that? Well, Seven year, hundred thousand miles. This is a thing that's bugged me for a while. You know, we we, we can associate German build with quality, but like every Audi owner I've ever known, every BMW owner I've known, there have been lots of issues. It's not to say they're hundred percent reliable, and I yeah. include myself in that. I've been on out of plenty of their garages. I would so. say the um, the Japanese stuff is would fare much better on reliability scores. Yeah, yeah. Korean, totally Korean, you Korean. racist. You racist! <laughs> all over that, all over that <laughs> side. For, for producers, producer C is just uh, giving giving me the uh, the cut. We'll cut that shit out. <laughs> all all over that side. All over and Andy, just on the subject of key, as we were chatting about the new one they're bringing out, which is going to be uh, an electrical vehicle, but crazy power, five hundred and twenty three brake horsepower. I think something like that. It's going to be it's a great uh, looking thing as well. Yeah, it's up there kind of a, a Porsche GT3 in terms of your performance, which is crazy for a Kia of any kind. So, so, so we uh, have had this conversation offline. We were talking, we we're talking about uh, Kia the other day, and uh, this is a challenge for all of us. Can we name all the current Kia models? Because this, this is a no. problem. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care enough about Kia. A Proceed, an Exceed, a Stinger, Sportage. Was there a Sorrento? Is that still going? Kia Sorrento, yeah. What's the wee one? It's not the i10. It's the i the ver- their version of the i10. Uh, Picanto. Uh, the Picanto. Yes. Picanto. I think I win the game of who can name the most keys. I, I think if they bring out something that's five hundred and fifty or six hundred brake, we'll take an interest. I think it's exactly like the Stinger. They need to make a statement. They need to have a statement vehicle. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that the only works. thing is, if if they bring it out and it looks like that. Brilliant, fantastic. The world will go wild. Yeah, but they'll fuck it up, and it'll get the edges rounded off, and it'll just look a wee bit frumpier. Like every concept car, since like every concept car, you wish someone would just have the balls to go. This is what we wanted to look like. As long as 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 they don't totally bludgeon it, like Toyota did with the Supra. The Supra concept was something special. Yeah, really was. It's just a BMW, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's a wee bit harsh. (laughs) Again, I had it on test. That's a really good car. It's just, but it's a GT, which which the original A80 Supra was as well. Also, which 
we will get we will get to it some other day because we'll, we'll have to talk mm-hmm. about the absolute litany of vehicles that Gary has had. One of which he has had an A eighty twin turbo manual Supra. You bastard! But and, and I bet you should never. You're thinking I should never have sold that. The bastard forever selling us. Yeah, amongst many other things. Let's get back to Top Gear for two minutes because. I'll get off my soapbox in a minute, but I, I think they've got they've changed the format of the show. They've had to change the format of the show because of COVID. And then they, there's actually genuine chemistry. And I think that's the two things. They've, they've made it slightly less laddish and a bit more approachable. They just made it a bit more enjoyable and a bit less forced. And I think that's why, like, yeah, the, the first episode was on, on cars your dad drove and it was like a Mark III Cortina, Mark I Escort. Or Mark One Fiesta, Fiesta and uh, three to, like a seventies three two three I, and they had a, a Scottish road trip. They did the the off roaders to have uh, Freddie Flintoff, who's clearly a madman. And man can just, steer. He, he is starting to show a bit of talent, doesn't man, he? That? Man can steer, but half the time you wonder: is it Freddie Flintoff driving, or is it someone like Chris Burns driving? Yeah, <laughs> someone yeah. like that has been. Well, this was the old uh, Clarkson effect, wasn't it? There used to be yeah. shots of Clarkson uh, hammering down the street with cameras in and close to his face, and then had to do a wide shot on, on the on the corners as he drifts around. And there's a guy with long blonde hair sitting in the driver's <laughs> seat. <laughs> the thing that probably blew me away most was I was frigging about on Sunday night, not really paying attention, and then I looked around and suddenly they were getting towed behind their cars. So I was thinking, right, that's a stunt man and they're driving the cars and then it kicked back and the stig was driving the cars like what is going on here and then i realized it was the presenters who are being towed behind the cars wearing these metal boots so like, are you mental it was and and like freddie got like 94 miles an hour yeah. being towed on, on metal boots on the tarmac unbelievable madness nuts i really am going to chin in much about it because i know nothing about freddie flintoff apart from his, his cricket in days so it sounds he interesting. Is, he is getting on rightly. Yeah. Great entertainment. Yeah, and him and Paddy genuinely take the piss out of each other, which is really good because they obviously know each other, being sort of Lancashire Bolton boys. Uh, speaking of uh, cars your dad's drove, what about the uh, Ford doing away with the uh, trusty old Mondeo after, what, 20-odd years? I think the what? might... Yeah. Hold on, you can still get a Mondeo? Oh, I, well, yeah, well, be quick. If, if you want to get a Mondeo <laughs> into your driveway, you need to get in there quick because Ford are doing away with them. I, I hate no, oh, I don't want one. <laughs> I hate to tell you terrible news. I'm absolutely amazed you can still get them. I assume they stopped making them in about 2008. This could be a prime <laughs> investment opportunity now. I always wanted an ST220 in blue, but mm. I didn't want one in 2021, let me tell you. No, I don't think anyone wants them. In, I don't think anyone wanted them in 2008, never mind 2021. <laughs> and probably part of the reason is I don't think anyone wants a saloon or God help us, no one wants uh, an estate car anymore. They want frigging crossovers. I don't know if I totally agree. There's still plenty of saloons out there. You still got your all your Audi saloons, the A3, the A4, the A6, the BMW ones, plenty of others. Uh, the trusty old insignia, no doubt, will soldier on for another while. So. Oh, God, those bloody things. It'll be interesting to see, but is this just a decision that are, are Ford going down a certain route? Or is it a, is it a, a whole global market problem? Well, I, I think Ford only do SUVs and crossovers, so uh, yeah. I don't even know what they... Uh, they ruined the Puma. I, I like the new Puma, actually, but it is SUV style. Yeah, compared to the old one, it's a bucket of shit, though. Uh, terrible looking. True. Racing Puma wanted one of them as well. 
but you can't com- you can't compare what what a Puma is now. We should have done the same with the Mac E and the. Uh, have you seen this with the Mustang? So the, the yeah. Mustang Mac E, which is like an yeah. SUV yeah. electric thing, but it's just yeah. like it's it's what it's what the market wants. You mentioned Audi there, Gary. Good point. You can get all the the A cars, but the Audi have a huge Q range now. They have a Q one, two. Well, do they have a Q one? But they have a two, three, yeah. a five, a seven. An eight, have the, an eight? You, can, you can get an SQ2 now. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, there's an SQ2, an SQ5, an SQ7 as well. You know, so yeah, they're catering for every, everything, but that's just that's the way all car manufacturers have gone now, diversification and kind of bleed yes. as many models as they can in the marketplace. What, what do you call that hideous two series? The, 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 all the GT shit that BM do. Oh my Christ, have you seen oh, a five the, the series? Yeah. A five series GT. Oh, oh they do a, um, uh, the, how do you do a, a Q5 Sportback? No. That's right, yeah. And a Q3 Sportback, which is a slanty roof Q3 and a slanty roof Q5. And then the, what's the, Q8, no. the Q8 is essentially a slanty Q7. Right, enough about boring Audis. Did you see that uh, Mitsubishi are selling off their heritage fleet? So they've pulled out of the UK and uh, there's some classics for sale. There was 10,000 mile Tommy Mackinnon. There's Starion Shoguns, Lancers from the 70s, uh, all these iconic and historic cars. Operation Venetic. Did you see that? Oh, that, this is the thing where... Oh, that, this, this is why I, I posted this in the forum. This is like the, the only car show during the lockdown, wasn't it? That's the one. So this is where the, the cops raided... Was it some guy in Uri? They raided his place and like had 55 cars lifted. He had things that he shouldn't have had or didn't have receipts, possibly. So th- this was the guy and he had... Let me go, let me go and find this. So I, I just he, know I'm, go- I'm going to get these stories mixed up and tell someone that the cops have raided the Mitsubishi Heritage fleet. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And the, you and never the, know. And all they found was a custard Nova. <laughs> illegal cars. <laughs> so if you haven't seen this, you, this is a, on the BBC website, if you look for Operation Fanatic, and uh, this guy's lot was raided. And uh, among, there's a couple of uh, Evos here. So it's like an Evo 7. There's an Evo 6 Tommy Mac. There's F10 M5, M5. Uh, Escort Cosi, uh, 350 Z. An RS focus. focus R focus RS and then and then uh, like a beautiful it's like it's like a, like a Nova Sting or something like that there in custard yellow. Lovely. That's probably uh, what he got caught driving. Uh, uh, Fastest car there. Some some collection of yeah. uh, of of stuff. Un- unbelievable, as I say. A lot of money's worth, certainly. The, probably one of the, the few places you can actually see uh, a nice collection of things at the moment, because of course we're still not allowed to travel anywhere and have meets and all that shit, but. So hopefully uh, one of these will become the police ox near you soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a few quids worth sitting there for sure. Uh, but I think it is it is a prime time for me to... Uh, Please not talk about this fucking Yaris again. <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to talk about the Yaris, right? For everyone who doesn't know, we've been rehearsing this for a while and have heard everything there is to hear about this fucking Yaris for like six weeks. Look, I uh, here, Andy. Here you're getting the Yaris. Go. Two sixty brake, four wheel drive with mechanical eleven and slip diffs. I'm homologation special, just like just like an Evo, just like we all wanted back in the day when when you were banger cruising it. You yeah, know what I mean? You are you are Tommy Mackinnon. I, I am Tommy Mackinnon. That's who I want to be. 
Tommy Magnan. I'm actually excited for Andy in all fairness because I, I like I really like the fact that Toyota are bucking the trend here when so many manufacturers now are making their their hot hatchers are quite kind of refined and exclusive and they're getting rid of the white arches and they're becoming much more slimline and so on. And they're going to five door or four door format instead. And here's Toyota. You're just going to f- what the hell? Let's bring out a free door. Let's make it white arch. Let's give it kind of an old school look, an old style handling. Ford can't even make a fucking saloon anymore. Nope. And Toyota just said, to hell with it, throw the real book out. Everyone wants hybrids. And and Toyota were flipping victim to this as much as anything else. You can get a, a totally boring Corolla hybrid and all the rest. So they've just thrown the rule back out and said, frigate, we'll just make something that is just uh, truly awesome. The Supra, whilst as a Gandhi, you drove one, you loved it. Um, it came out, I think a lot of people had the expectation that it would be marketed against the GTR and the NSX and that kind of market. It's way down the picking order. It's more like a Cayman and kind of Z4 competitor, if anything. Listen, I know I've taken the piss and I've been taking the piss for a long time over this Yaris because you've been torturing the shit out of me with the details of it every week and when it's coming and what color and this the fact you can get white four circuit 18, pack. White circuit pack and you can get four 18-inch tires in the back of it when you fold the seats down. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, but I love it. I really love it and I am insanely jealous because unfortunately, well... Prior to Mrs. Rocco saying the demonstrator, she would have hit me with, it's just a Yaris. And then you have to go, no, it's not just a Yaris, it's Yaris GR. And she doesn't care, it's Yaris GR. But when she saw the demonstrator, even she went, oh, that's pretty fancy. And that is high praise. Even, even my wife likes it. Yeah. The, the best thing is, it's not even really a Yaris, is it? There's so much different underneath from your bog standard Yaris that you see going down the road? It's it's just a badge. I think, is it the uh, headlights and taillights are the only the only shared components? Yeah. And, and probably the switch gear or something like that. In, inside is pretty benign. It it has like a Vensus flipping clocks and stuff yeah. like that. But, but so it looks like a Yaris, but there's so much different underneath. You know, it kind of reminds me a bit of the Oscar Cosworth, which the all intents and purposes had the, the Sarah floor, floor pan, I think, or yeah, yeah, that's right. gear or something like that. What's the money on it, Andy? Uh, the basic car's 30k, the mine's 33.5, but it's six grand down and 270 a month, something like that. And that's, that's good money. Work. I mean, what else are you going to get? What else are you going to get? It's 260 brake and four wheel drive. Well, well, it, the competitors are the likes of Golf R and a new Golf 41 grand. Is, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 41,000 before you touch it. And, and great car, but I I don't I think that they're it's it's too much of an everything car. It's it's too compromised compared to the Yaris, which is is built for pure fun and track days. Whereas a Golf R is a much broader car. Yeah. But Gar- Gary, you're just you, not going to throw the Golf R around the same way. You've had one of them, a Golf R, yeah. And and great cars, you know that they're they're like there's not a lot I can add that hasn't already been said about them, but very much a jack of all trades. I don't think one will grab you in the same way this Yaris will. Uh, Never I, sat in a Golf R either. <laughs> Got a sheltered life. I know, <laughs> Fucking useless. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I'm doing, I'm doing a motoring podcast and I've sat in about three cars my entire life. Uh, the uh, Hyundai i30M is, is actually another left field choice. I'd say that's quite a, a, a good car. And I think they've just brought out uh, a baby version of that, um, an i20, but... Uh, 
quite a good relationship with our local Hyundai dealership and should be getting the i30. I'm actually, I'm due to get the i30 in saloon, which is quite a nice looking car. For, yeah, I like those. For uh, um, an article for RMS, but the i20 as well would be, I'll be interested to see what that's like. The other, i30Ns are, are nice, but they're only two-wheel drive, aren't they? Yeah, front, only a front driver. Front, yeah, so it's not going to see which way the, the GR went. The uh, other car that's supposed to be brilliant, and you mentioned it earlier, Gary, is the new Civic Type R. Uh that yeah. he reviewed it's a, it's apparently brilliant I just can't get around the looks I, I was a bit like that and again it, it's I kind of respect Honda for doing it because it, it's the same as what Toyota are doing for the Irish they're kind of bucking the trend they're, they're saying what the hell let's make it the hot touch let's make it look a little bit wild and a little bit crazy which is how they used to be yeah I suppose that's that's. Uh, yeah. but whether their, their approach works or not you know it's down to the individual I guess well, apparently they're fantastic driving things. For for and again, Honda yeah. could always make fantastic front drivers, but I haven't driven one yet. Um, and maybe if I drive one, that'll totally change my opinion, and I'll get around the looks. But I tell you what, I have driven in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've driven an ordinary one, and I've been in a Model S, but I have never driven until recently uh, a mod Tesla Model Three Performance, and That's they are they are extraordinary. They are see, see the way they put the power down um, is is unbelievable. Anything with the equivalent power, four or five hundred horse on four wheel drive or whatever, is going to scrabble about. But because of the torque vectoring and all the rest, like I know I was in a pretty damp road and just launching it from zero, and every last pound foot of torque and brake horsepower was put onto the road. The, they're absolutely incredible off the line, but. I why haven't I bought one? That's that's what I can't get get over. There, I don't know. I don't just don't know if they generate the same excitement. But you know, maybe that's just um, the dinosaur in me clinging on the internal combustion engine. <laughs> maybe when people switch from horse and cart to the first car, they were saying the same thing. You know, we're going to lose the tactility of the horse. If I had the, the six numbers, the horse and so on. If I had the six numbers rolling, it would be a Model S Plaid Plus. That thousand horsepower, two hundred mile an hour, not the sixty in two second one. And it's the car you would take to Tesco's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but it's, it's one hundred and thirty thousand. I think. I think if anything, lockdown has taught me the joy of driving again. I'm not doing a commute, working from home. So anytime I am in the car, it's on behind the wheel, and it's a real special occasion. And then it's like. I think that's where a Model 3 is the perfect, it's the perfect daily. It's the perfect car to, yeah. uh, I've got to go and do this shitty run. I've got to drive 100 miles here. At least I'll do it in super, superb comfort in the Model 3. And we'll be able to overtake a pile of stuff and it'll be dead easy and all the rest. Um, but it's not the car you get up at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning to go to go and drive 50 miles no. just for the sheer crack and the enjoyment. Yeah. In, the, in the middle of August, 7 o'clock, as you say, the sun's shining. Uh, go out and get some sweaty palms down the back road. Can't see it that's happening. Where the, that's where the GR will come in. I remember last summer or something like that, Paul, Pablo in the forum and I, we took VX220 and uh, I took my Exige and we did a lap of Loch Ney, the pair of us, early one Sunday morning and uh, like still remember it, one of the best drives of, of my life, just in a great car. We have brilliant roads here and I just, an electric car, just wouldn't have been the same experience at all. 
there's no, no denying the performance credentials that they have, but it still feels very synthetic, a lot of it. And I just think they haven't quite did, mastered how to get that feel over to the driver and that character over to the driver Andy, that we've been getting for years. Andy, did you just say we have the best roads here? No, we, we have. All right, okay. We don't have the best roads. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Stephen Nolan would disagree with you. <laughs> That's right. We have some of the most potholed roads in Northern Ireland, the report has been released on. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I drive down a lot of them. <laughs> Is, and is this, did he, he wrecked a couple of wheels or something? Yeah, I think so, but... Well, some would say he's got plenty of spare wheels carried around with him, so... <laughs> spare tires, anyway. Nothing to worry about. Well, speaking of bumpy roads, I think we'll pull this podcast into the nearest apple green for a coffee. Uh, next time, we hope to have a special guest. He's an RMS member, petrol head, and a three-piece suit enthusiast. That is, of course, the one and only Chris Suter. And look... There's a lot more we want to do with this show, so hit us with your comments on the podcast section on rmsmotoring.com or email us your suggestions to pod, that's P-O-D, at rmsmotoring.com or get us on the socials at rmsmotoring. I don't know if we've deserved this, but if you haven't done it already, please hit that subscribe button. We promise it will be better next time. Thanks for joining us, and remember, there's no warranty. This was sold to scene.